This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, and welcome to Dyslexia Devoted, the podcast dedicated to building awareness, understanding, and strategies to help those with dyslexia. I'm your host, Lisa Parnello, dyslexia therapist and founder of Parnello Education Services. This show features information, stories, candid interviews, and experiences with dyslexia at all ages. Join me as we dive into today's episode of Dyslexia Devoted. Hello, friends, and welcome back. Have you tried finding a highly certified dyslexia specialist and struggled to find someone who's available? Welcome to episode 14 of Dyslexia Devoted, where we will be talking about some of the reasons why there's a shortage of dyslexia specialists, despite the high need for them. Now, I realize there may not be a shortage everywhere, but there definitely is here in the San Francisco Bay Area, and just yesterday, I got a call all the way from Florida from somebody on the East Coast who was hoping with a time difference I would be able to take on one more client for a student who is highly in need and even got the funding from the school district to do so. They are struggling to find a dyslexia specialist in their area, and they were hopeful that if they reached out to the opposite coast that maybe somebody else would have some availability during the times that the kids here are in school. And sadly, I didn't even have the time for that either. But we know that there needs to be more people who specialize in dyslexia because one in five kids has some level of dyslexia. And we want to make sure that all the people who have it have the help that they need. Thanks for tuning into this episode. And if you haven't done so already, make sure to find me on social media and be sure to join the new Dyslexia Devoted Facebook group. I'd love to hear from you listeners to tell me more about your dyslexia stories and what you'd like to hear on future episodes. So let's get started with today's episode. We're going to be talking about some of the reasons for the shortage of dyslexia specialists, some of the barriers to becoming one, and some things that you can do to help support the growth of dyslexia specialists in your area. First, let's talk about why there's such a shortage of experts for dyslexia in the first place. In order to do that, we have to think first about all teachers. Did you know approximately 50% of teachers leave within the first five years of teaching? On the California Teacher Credentialing website, I read that it's approximately 9% of all California teachers quit teaching every year. That's 1 in 10. Now, when you start looking at special education, those teachers leave at an even higher rate. Some say it's up to 25%. Now, we need to think about that there's a lot of factors for this. One is money. Teachers are notoriously known for not making a lot of money to do their jobs. And we also have to think about the cost of education versus the return on investment. In any other career, if you get a master's degree, you get a pretty good pay bump. In education, when you get a master's degree, it takes a minimum of five to eight years to even pay for that degree, let alone get any sort of extra revenue on top of what they were already making before they got their master's degree. Teachers aren't paid what they should for the level of education that they make. I know around here where I live, the engineer straight out of college with a bachelor's degree makes double what a lot of the teachers make with master's degrees. People start wondering about how much it's worth the effort if you can't afford to pay your bills 
and you certainly can't afford to buy a house on your teacher's salary. Then we add in the stress and the lack of respect and the lack of support from administration, and that causes a lot of teachers to leave the profession. They aren't paid enough to not be respected and treated kindly and supported by those who are supposed to be their bosses leading the way. In special education, a lot of times it's the size of the caseload and how many students they have to work with, and it leads to higher burnout, especially when they're dealing with some of the most challenging students there are who need the most love and support. While teachers love giving love and support, it's also extremely tiring and extremely stressful. There's still a very large portion of people who become teachers and stay teachers, and those are fantastic human beings who've worked hard to get where they are. Now, what stops those people who are fantastic teachers from becoming even better and becoming dyslexia specialists and helping kids with dyslexia become better readers? One of the biggest things that prevents teachers from becoming dyslexia specialists is not even knowing about it. With my undergrad in elementary education and my master's in special education, neither one of those programs taught me how to teach kids with dyslexia. It wasn't until I got the extra training and extra certifications to become a dyslexia specialist that I ended up learning the way that I teach now, and I would never go back to another way, but a lot of teachers don't even know that way exists to begin with. You don't know what you don't know. Most teachers have no idea how different the curriculum is for dyslexia, especially compared to general education reading instruction. And usually a lot of schools around here, at least, I know it's not everywhere, use more of a guided reading approach that does not use explicit instruction for phonics skills, the way dyslexia instruction does. Even though it's effective at teaching all kids how to read and spell, most schools don't use the approach that is required for a kid with dyslexia to learn how to read. The next barrier is the cost. Teachers don't make a lot of money, and the cost of getting dyslexia specialist certified at the various levels is well over $1,000 per level, sometimes closer to $2,500 per level. And usually it it takes at least two or three levels, depending on which kind of Orton-Gillingham-based instruction they're using, in order to become fully certified and knowing all of the ins and outs of helping any kid with dyslexia. And on top of that, teachers often have to pay for the additional cost of college units. You might be wondering what on earth I'm talking about if you're not an educator. In education, a lot of public schools, in fact, almost all the ones I know about, you get paid based on how many units you have past a bachelor's or past a master's. So even if your course is worth college units, you don't get a pay raise unless you pay several hundred dollars more on top of that cost of training in order to get the pay raise for having taken that class. So that $1,000 or $2,000 class becomes a $1,500 or $2,500 class in order to get the pay bump for the extra units that you achieved by achieving this coursework. And by completing all of this additional coursework does not get you any pay raises unless you pay more money. So you have to pay money to make money. Often teachers will pick additional coursework that doesn't cost much money to begin with in order to make the pay raise worth the extra time and effort that goes into it. Now let's go into one of the next reasons, which is time. Usually it takes at least 60 hours of one-on-one practicum for each level of dyslexia certifications. So these 60 hours are on top of a regular school day. A lot of times the hours needed are not what is able to fit within the regular school day. So teachers have to give up their prep time or they have to stay late after school 
to work with a student. And this takes a lot of time that sometimes people don't have. It requires people to work outside of school. This additional time that it takes to finish practicum for becoming a dyslexia specialist can be hindered by the lack of resources at a school, such as not having any substitutes. Often teachers are pulled during their prep period to substitute for other classes if there aren't enough substitutes available at the school. Also, in recent years, there's been a shortage of teachers at many schools, and so teachers who weren't teaching full classes or that were working in other areas of the school have now been pulled to go substitute into other classrooms, which takes away from any of that time and possibility of taking on extra, such as practicum coursework. And then it goes without saying that COVID has slowed it down for many teachers. There was one year that I did not certify any teachers because we were doing so much hybrid and remote learning and teaching kids in person and online simultaneously that there was no way that we could also do practicum on top of it. This past year started to get much more normal again, but then anytime somebody got COVID or got exposed to COVID, then they... Anytime somebody got COVID or got exposed to COVID, then they had to stay home for a week also. So then that slowed down progress, even when people were really dedicated and trying their hardest to complete their practicum within the year, most of the teachers ended up needing extensions. So that just slows down how much time it takes to become a dyslexia specialist. Next, we have to think about family. Often teachers have their own kids. People become teachers because they like kids. So often they have their own as well. And they can't take those additional classes after school or they can't keep working with a student one-on-one at the end of the school day because they have to get home to their own kids. And then it comes back to the cost. They might need to send their own kids to sports or to special classes, and they may not have the extra money to spend on classes to become a dyslexia specialist. One last barrier is the location of trainings. Depending on where you live, not all the trainings are nearby. I had to fly all the way to Boston from California in order to finish part of my certification, and there were no online courses. And it was very expensive because where I had to fly to doesn't have an airport. So I also had to take a rental car from there and the hotel cost on top of the cost of the actual training. Luckily, I was able to have my school pay for it, but most teachers don't get that privilege. Even now, I have to maintain my certification, but it's very expensive to do so and to fly back and forth to different dyslexia conferences or to the annual trainings for the place I got my certification through. And so that in and of itself can become a barrier because it's not a one-time cost to maintain your certificate. Sometimes it's multiple costs in order to stay up to date on all of the latest research and the latest trainings on how you should present curriculum as they get new additions and things like that. One great thing with a pandemic is actually that companies who never presented online courses before now finally are. So that has really helped cut down on some of that cost because then sometimes the teachers just have to pay for the cost of the training and not necessarily the cost of the travel. So there are some good things that have come out of these last couple years of chaos, and that is one slight one. Okay, we don't want this all to sound like ranting and raving and that all of this is a lost cause and it's hopeless. So let's talk about what you can do to support the education of teachers in your area. The first one is advocate for change at local schools. Sometimes teachers asking for the support doesn't get them anywhere. Sometimes it takes a bunch of parents to rally behind them or parents and educators working together fighting for the same cause to help kids with dyslexia get the instruction that they need and deserve. So advocate for change at local schools. Find out when they're doing new curriculum adoptions. Find out ways to help encourage them to pick different types of 
trainings for educators so they can become more knowledgeable about how to help kids with dyslexia and the strategies used for them help all kids become better readers and spellers. Next, insist on fully certified teachers, not just those with a three-day training. A lot of school districts will pick the cheapest option, not the best option, to get the needs met. There is a very big difference between an educator with only a three-day training and one who's fully certified. But with that, you have to take it with a grain of salt and find out if they're already in progress of getting certified before you get too upset. Because around here, it is impossible to hire a fully certified dyslexia specialist, even if you're working at a dyslexia school. You have to train them yourselves, and that takes time. And so be understanding and know that a fully certified teacher is better, but make sure that teacher's in the process of getting certified if they aren't already. When you're advocating for change, show evidence about how effective it can be. You can find out some of that evidence on the Science of Reading movement. I know there's a whole Facebook group dedicated to it, but you can look it up online and look under the Science of Reading, and you will find all sorts of resources. The International Dyslexia Association has a bunch of evidence as well, as well as the Reading League and the Decoding Dyslexia groups as well. So there's a lot of different places that you can reach out and get information about how effective dyslexia instruction works so that you can use that evidence to support your cause when you're trying to advocate for change. Last but certainly not least, find ways to financially support the efforts. Teachers don't make much money and even if they want the certification, doesn't mean they can afford to do it. And a lot of teachers get denied the certification if it's not a curriculum their school is already using. Put together donations, fundraisers, help them find scholarships. I know through IDA NorCal, where I'm on the board, we give away scholarships to teachers who want to become certified to help kids with dyslexia. And so see if there's anything like that in your area where you can get special grants and funding in order for teachers to get certified. Sometimes schools just think about the money of it. So if you can solve that problem, a lot of times they won't tell you no. Okay, I could go on and on about this forever. There's a chance there might be a part two of this one in the future. But to recap, there's many reasons why there are not enough dyslexia specialists, including the teacher burnout rate, the cost of training, and the time it takes to get certified. You can help support the effort by advocating for change and helping to support the cost of training educators in your area. Help the school in your area to apply for grants or get special scholarships or donations so that teachers can get the support that they need in order to become experts at dyslexia. Because when kids with dyslexia do better, so do all the rest of the kids who learn along with them in the classroom. All right, that's it for today. Don't forget to find me on social media and even join the conversation on Dyslexia Devoted's new Facebook page because I would love to hear your stories about dyslexia and what efforts you are doing to help spread the word about dyslexia in your area and helping get more dyslexia specialists so that our kids are better, stronger readers. Have a great day. See you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Dyslexia Devoted. Join us for our next episode by subscribing to this podcast as we devote each episode to different aspects of dyslexia. See you next time.